0: Candace, it's... Candice. Duh. Who else would it be on your computer, in your bedroom, wearing your favourite Chim Jams? It's me. You. Us. Oh, day three and I'm already daft. Anyway, it's day three of monumental isolation event that ended school, quarantined you with your family and turned your epic romance into an epic fail. Day three, you ask? Why just day one of this online diary? What happened before? What are you hiding? First of all, You ask too many questions. Secondly, if you must know, days one and two were beautifully written and illustrated in the pages of my personal diary. They were, unfortunately, ripped from the binding and destroyed in a fire that erupted in a metallic rubbish bin stashed in the bath. A tragic but unavoidable accident. Well, it was avoidable, I suppose. Had Alan not gone from crush to boyfriend to ex-boyfriend who crushes dreams. Game over. No worries though. I am now the sole owner of a world record the shortest long-distance relationship in the history of romance shortest both in distance and duration technically i'm co-owner of the record but alan broke up with me so he's forfeited any claim to the title That's in the past. 28 minutes in the past, but the past nonetheless. So, we begin fresh. Day three of this new normal. Day one of this online diary. Day after day of the same thing for who knows how long. Me, in my room, not going anywhere, thinking about a romance that's not happening. pretty much exactly the way it was before the monumental isolation event. One difference, I suppose, instead of thinking about a romance not happening because it was never going to happen, I'm thinking about a romance that's not happening because it miraculously started and then stopped. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Just to clarify, I was shouting out the window. Not the town or the world or the universe, so they're all welcome to listen and chime in with advice or karma. I was shouting to Alan. Next house over. We can't see each other from our street-facing windows unless we both lean out and look to the side, which we did do during our three-day relationship. But he can hear me. (coughs) Point of clarification. I say three-day relationship because we technically made it to a third day but in reality it started very late on day one with the kiss just before midnight and it ended very early on day three with a text in the wee hours of the wee hours i've never said that in my entire life Oh, am I turning into my grandmother? This keeps up, I'll be knitting, losing my glasses and prattling on about Lonnie Donegan, the King of Skiffle. I keep meaning to look that up. Guess there's plenty of time now. Time. I was talking about time. Refocus. Alan dumped me at 12.04 this morning. Technically a wee hour or a wee are no longer a wee hour. From the Friday night kiss to the Sunday morning text, we lasted just over 24 hours. Not exactly a classic love story. It could have been though. I mean, I won't play what if, or exaggerate what was, or obsess over every moment, though there were so few actual moments it would conceivably be possible. I'm just going to state the facts. With some light literary analysis for context, Schools are closed, I'm not doing research or providing footnotes. All classic love stories feature couples overcoming great obstacles. Alan and I had a chance to do that. We didn't have religious differences or language barriers or families involved in a lifelong feud. It's quite the opposite really. We worship the same, shared language classes at schools, and our families have been not so subtly setting us up since year seven. But we had the virus. I mean, we didn't actually have the virus, thank goodness, but it was out there. shuttering the city, sending everyone scrabbling to stay safe. And then, Friday night, when the world seemed to be turning upside down, Alan and I stood between our houses, laughing about the nonsense of it all, and something changed. He grew sad about missing the end of school, and I admitted being worried about my grandmother, and we sort of Fell into a hug to comfort each other. It was one of those moments from a film or a comic book, maybe a book or a poem if you're academically inclined, where the world stops or blurs and all you see is the couple. With that embrace, that's what we became. We didn't say it, we just knew. All the years of awkward conversations and friendly indifference turned into concern and caring, and then kissing. It was a romantic moment of raw passion. Right at curfew. Midnight. Mum rang my mobile and Alan's father called him from the doorway like some coordinated attempt to force us to come up for air. Someone flashed house lights too, but that may have just been mental fireworks associated with the kiss. We parted ways. I journaled day one till I fell asleep, certain we'd pick things up Saturday morning, and then, bam! Shut down by the shutdown. Mandatory Quarantine for Anyone Not Engaged in Essential Business Getting back to business with Alan seemed engaging and essential to me, but the powers that be felt otherwise. I couldn't exactly announce that I wanted to ignore social distancing to snog my neighbour, so I was stuck there. Shakespearean-like separated only by a wall. Well, a wall, a patch of grass, and another wall. Trapped, just out of reach, unable to share our feelings, unable to share our passions, unable to share anything. Cause I never got his mobile number. Denied. Before the kiss, I'd never needed it. I'd never needed him. He was just the boy next door I sort of crushed on and I could just walk over if I had to. I actually did once in year eight. I wanted to help him out and Alan saved me by giving me his cousin Bertie's address so she could tutor me properly. I was concocting an elaborate plan to get his number when he shouted out of his window, my name echoed dramatically off the wall between us. Candace. Candice, 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 Candice. I leaned over, looked out, and there he was. Leaning out, looking back, our eyes connecting over the spot where we'd shared our first kiss. Which was, of course, also our last kiss. My only kiss. Anyway... Alan said his mobile had been taken away for behaviour issues, but he'd sneak it back and FaceTime me. I was dating a troubled rebel who stole a midnight kiss, beckoned me outside my window and was willing to risk everything to see me during the plague against our parents' wishes. Our rendezvous was interrupted by an eavesdropping postman and by my grandmother who told me to shut the window before I fell out and let the virus in. I spent the afternoon in a family fun day which produced very little fun. I was too distracted, mum was too competitive and I'm pretty sure grandmother's tea was 90 to 100% gin. After dinner, I journaled day two and waited for a call from a mobile or a window. (coughs) I got a text instead. I can't do this right now. It's not going to work. Sorry. I texted back. What do you mean it's not going to work? What happened? 20 minutes, no response. Not even the dot, dot, dot to show he was attempting to explain. He dumps me by text and says, Sorry, like that makes everything all right? He doesn't even address me by my name. Must have worn it out shouting from his window in the glory days of mid-afternoon. What happened? He meets someone else while quarantined in his house without his mobile. I can't do this right now. It's not going to work. A lockdown and a breakup? Uh. I may have reacted rashly, destroying all written evidence of the relationship, but I'd like to point out that I did not burn down the house set off a smoke alarm or ruin more than two monogrammed towels. I can't do this right now. It's not going to work. (laughs) A poetic and poignant end to the shortest long-distance relationship in the I meant I couldn't text. My mobile was going to die. I just got it charged. I miss you. <gasps> oh. I saw smoke coming out of your toilet. Everything okay? Huh. Everything's fine. I'm just hopeful. Hmm. I miss you too.